Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Danica Palmersheim, Raymond Ruiz and Cynthia Alburez, and I can't thank them enough for everything that they do each and every week. And I am very pleased to welcome to the show a new Palm Springs Unified family member, Jamie Santos. She is the new principal at Vista Del Monte Elementary School. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much, Joan, for having me. Absolutely. So you joined Palm Springs Unified a few months ago. Uh, here we are, January 22nd. And when did you come to us? Like after Labor Day? Uh, yeah, I actually um, officially got started on October 31st. So I got to start on oh. Halloween. So it, it's actually been uh, just at the one month mark, but you know, it's been fantastic so far. Very cool. So tell us about where you've joined us from and your education background. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, so I actually am joining you um, previously from Beaumont Unified School District, um, where I do reside at this time within uh, Beaumont, California. So it's just a short little drive down the 10 freeway. Um, so I'm excited to be with Palm Springs. It's been um, pretty fun so far, you know, working with our elementary students. Uh, yeah, I had previously had experience, of course, as a teacher, uh, working with our students with uh, disabilities within the moderate um, and mild programs, along with working with our students at the middle school level with math and science general education, and then worked through being a reflective coach, uh, a TOSA teacher on special assignment, a special education coordinator as an administrator. And then prior to this, I was a high school assistant principal. So it's been a fun transition and I've been learning a lot as I've joined Palm Springs. Well, people can't see you, but you look way too young to have joined, uh, done all of that. <laughs> thank you, tell thank everybody you. that. You'll have to Google her and see how young she looks. And we won't, <laughs> we won't disclose ages because then, then I have to disclose mine and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'll just tell you, I've been in the district for 23 years and it's my second career. So um you can guess. I'm I'm closer to retirement than not. <laughs> Although I love my job. So um, if you haven't, it sounds like you felt it already, but in case you haven't, we truly are like a, a 2,500 plus family. Um, it's, you know, I, I came from the newspaper business and uh, and still consider myself a journalist, but from I didn't think it mattered because you don't get any gratitude from the people you work with and for in that business. You get it hopefully from the people who you know read your columns and uh, and your stories, and you go into that business for really the same reason that educators go into education, and that's because you want to make a difference in people's lives, and so. Um, from the minute I got into this district, it was truly like so heartwarming that everybody says thank you. Not everybody, but most people, they're grateful for what you do every day. And they actually take a moment and say it. And it really, we look out for each other. So welcome to the family. 
Yeah, no, thank you so much. And, and that all of that translates to me when I was uh, board approved, actually, I remember meeting you for the first time at that board meeting that I was board approved at. And, you know, I got I had the opportunity to listen to a couple presentations prior to being approved and just seeing and hearing those presentations, I truly uh, got to see and feel how Palm Springs truly is a family. And, and I did mention, you know, being excited about being part of the VDM, Vista Del Monte family. And again, only being here for, um, you know, less than a couple months, I've already felt that um, with the staff here. So it's, it's pretty awesome. That's great. Why did you choose a career in education? You know what, what's interesting because uh, I know you mentioned that you were um, in a different career prior. So uh, I think I have always been a person of service, wanting to support others, help others, uh, no matter what um, age or grade level. And so I've always had a passion for, for helping others. Um, prior to me actually deciding to commit to education, I actually was in the film industry. So I did work, um, in the film industry um, within college, my fourth year college as an intern working production crew. And so it connected me within the Palm Springs region. I am part of the Palm Springs Film Alliance as well, um, kind of throughout the year. So I've always had that creative side and just wanting to tell other stories and, and work with others to be able to help create their story of success. And I think that background has translated into education and wanting to help our students and in their story of their success. So. Um, I started subbing kind of in between that time while working in the film industry. And as I was subbing, I fell in love with talking to students and getting to know them and then see, you know, their little bits of growth here and there, if it's big or small, all of that mattered to me. Um, and then I decided to go from there and look into enrolling into a credential program. And then the rest from there, I just continued to grow every year, wondering, how did I get here? You know, it's always funny to, to kind of look back at the steps you took, but, you know, everything happened for a reason. Exactly. I, I truly do believe that as well. Um, so are you from this area? So I actually grew up in uh, Rancho Cucamonga and then in my later high school years and middle school years in Redlands, California. So I definitely am a SoCal native. <laughs> so maybe that's what keeps me young. <laughs> I agree with that too, because I don't know if you can tell from the accent, but I'm from the East Coast and as though I've been here for 34 years, uh, it sticks with me. And people always know when I tell them I'm from Texas and they do not believe me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really do believe that people who migrate out this way do live a, a just a better life and less stressful life. And um, I learned that kind of the hard way coming here and like took me a good six months for me to, you know, get with the program and not be stressed about, you know, a deadline that to me meant, you know, you come in on the weekend and get it done. And then everybody else kind of comes in Monday morning, moseying around. And I'm like, don't we have to put the newspaper out today? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll get done, you know, and once you kind of adjust to that, although sometimes I think on the West Coast, it's a little too lax. Uh, you know, when you look at the workforce and interviews and people who RSVP and don't come to things and people who show up and didn't RSVP, you know, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. But um, by and large, you know, being in that kind of a, of a space, and if you don't have to sit in traffic for three hours every day, like being out here, it's way better. 
Absolutely. So, we, I let the wind take me to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Helps out. <laughs> exactly. And I think I live in La Quinta, you know, and everybody thinks because I'm, you know, officially part of the Coachella Valley, it's closer. I think you're closer to Palm Springs than I am. You know, it's funny. I've had that conversation with, with some uh, staff and coworkers here, and they've said the same thing when we compare commute you know, without, um, you know, just by the time I get on the freeway, 27, 28 minutes. And when I compare that to others, it's funny. They're saying the same thing. <laughs> Pretty close. We have, we have a large contingent of staff that actually commute here from like Marino Valley or Temecula, even a couple of them. Like I, I couldn't imagine that, but they do. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and even if you go from the East Valley to the West Valley, that's could be an hour. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. But, it's still not traffic when you look at the, uh, you know, Southern California region and LA and Orange County and San Diego. We're very blessed to be here. Yeah, I, I'm happy with everything so far. <laughs> Can't complain. So how's it been going so far? It's been good. You know, we've had some activities that, you know, I've had the opportunity to share with you and, and thank you for sharing that with our uh, community as well. Uh, so, you know, the first week just settling in and kind of getting to know everyone. It's been a great time getting to know the staff. We have a small staff in comparison to uh, what I came from with a larger staff. So it's been great to get to know each of them. And I kind of came at a at a prime time, right? Thanksgiving time, <laughs> that holiday. Right. So they've been feeding me well here. <laughs> Everyone's been fantastic. And the students have been wonderful. We actually, um, prior to me signing on, our interim principal, now principal at Two Bunch Palms, uh, Denise Fenton, she signed us up for the American Heart Association Kids Heart Challenge. So, um, you know, with me then stepping in, the students already had that challenge going. So I had the opportunity to uh, be the one that the students got to silly string at the end of the challenge for raising enough funds and, and awareness with um, American heart disease and, you know, any adults or uh, children that have suffered from a stroke. So um, it was a good cause and the kids had a good time. We did it at recess. And so myself and our assistant principal, uh, Catherine Certain, we got to get silly stringed along with our uh, PE coaches. So the kids had a great time <laughs> and I had a great time too. I am all about the school-wide activities and making <laughs> sure that, you know, they they have their time within the, the learning environment, but we could also have time to have fun, you know, at any given moment. Well, and the lesson that they're learning at, at, with, through an activity like that is about giving back. Yes. And, and to learn that at a young age is, uh, is so important and I don't think is done enough because of, but not because of anything other than how busy everybody is and, you know, a strong focus on the academics, but this is important too. Plus they learned about heart disease and you know, may have been touched by that with the, you know, loss of someone in their family. So what a great event. And if you want to, you know, get a little uh, snapshot, you can go on, I'm sure you can go on VDM social media, but um, Jamie was kind enough to share with me. So I posted it on the district social media page on Facebook. So um, go on there and Google it and you'll find it. It's really fun. And it's nice. Uh, now you have a, a second tech person over there, you, um, because Laura Becerra, is that her name? Yes. yes. She is very, very good with, um, with videos and always does share them. And I really appreciate that. 
Oh yeah, we're definitely blessed to have her on site. I know she shared also when I had just come on um, on the 31st of October, the following day we celebrated Dia de los Muertos and mm. she, Laura Becerra did put together the fantastic video. Incredible. Yes, incredible video for our, our you know families and we did post it on our class dojo and um, just it was a wonderful opportunity for us to open up our doors to our families as well to view the altar and every single class got to contribute to that altar so it was it was meaningful and it goes back to that giving piece to where we acknowledged and, and gave back to the community by making sure we're you know honoring those um, of our past and the families really appreciated that I know this because I posted that as well on looking at all the all the feedback was uh they they love even parents who were not connected to the schools loved it but the parents from your school mm -hmm. um and did many of them about the great opportunity that it was and in fact one <laughs> i don't know if you follow us or you look on the social media but it was funny because it's actually a staff member from who teaches at a different school mm -hmm. And uh, her child or children go to BDM and she posted that something to the effect of, well, would have been nice if the parents were told. <laughs> and let me tell you something, several parents told her. They were like, <laughs> um, it was on the class dojo and, you know, sorry, but, and then, then she felt a little bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, that. yeah, we'll definitely work on making sure we, we get everything out as much as possible, you know? Well, um, you know what, you, what happens is, okay, so if people missed it, then they know that they have to pay more attention. And yeah, it seems like this class dojo, which I don't know a whole lot about it because I'm, it's a different world than I'm in. But um, it seems like it's a great way to communicate with families. So, um, you know, it takes time, though. So uh, those who are not on board yet will be, because otherwise they're going to miss stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's always the auto dialer, too. So that could be a good backup. You know, just when you have a special event like that, you can just do the auto dialer and they get they can get the call and or the email. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So what do you feel are the biggest challenges facing your students and staff right now? So I think right now, you know, I, again, coming from another district, I, I know other districts were also feeling some similar challenges last year. You know, we're still feeling the effects of um, students not being in person the previous year. And then last year was a, a transition year. And you know, staff trying to navigate and students trying to navigate going back to the way we were, uh, but then us also having to reflect on things and say, well, we're not necessarily going to be back to the way we were because we have to make, you know, adjustments based on our students' different needs because the needs are different than they were two years ago or last year. So I think that's the biggest challenge is just making sure we are uh, taking the time to reflect on our practices as educators and then taking the time to really give students feedback and and just have awareness of what those students needs are by being present being visible um, and listening to our students and our families needs so i think that's the biggest piece is is adjusting as we go and being able to be fluid with things right and you know this you can't overestimate uh the effect of kids being isolated for so long it, mm -hmm. You know, we were all affected, obviously, but as adults, I think we can adjust more quickly to different scenarios. And um, for kids, 
it's rough. I mean, especially if they don't have a great home life. Mm -hmm. And we have so many kids who have broken homes or just very stressful environments. And school is the place where they come to feel safe, secure, and happy. And mm -hmm. they couldn't do that for so long. So that's why we have uh, elementary counselors at every site. And I have no doubt that each one of them is extremely busy. And that's why Palm Springs Unified has its own mental health department, which is something that you don't find uh, in many places in, mm -hmm. in this county, even across the state. And I don't really know what's going on nationally, but that's, that's pretty unique. And, you know, all of our schools are getting wellness centers. And if you don't have one yet, you will, because that's, that's on the, the foundation's agenda to make sure that every site has a, a wellness center. And even the sites that don't have an official wellness center, they've made arrangements for, you know, a quiet place for kids to just kind of unwind and vent and scream if they have to, so that they can, you know, come back to class and, and pay attention and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. The, the foundation did reach out to me recently. So I know, well, I believe on my calendar, I have something scheduled to meet with them. So that's going to be a great opportunity to hear, you know, how we could collaborate to be able to create that space for, you know, our, for our campus. Definitely. So um, what would you say are some of the greatest strengths among your um, students and faculty right now? I would say the number one strength right now is the pride for the school and the community. Uh, when I bringing going back to the, the first day I was board approved, there was already staff there um, ready to welcome me into Vista Del Monte. And so there is just so much pride within the staff and the community. And then being on campus, you know, these past couple weeks, it is very transparent that they are very prideful to be part of this community. And, you know, we have staff that have, you know, moved here from other areas as well, um, or have heard about the great things Palm Springs is doing. And so they have come out to this, this area and then got blessed with being at Vista Del Monte. And that is just a huge piece that's so humbling to hear how prideful they are of being part of this community and knowing that this school has been part of the community for quite some time. So we do have teachers that have been here for 15 plus years and, you know, able to share so many great stories that, you know, I hope to be part of those stories too, you know, in the future and for us to create those memories here on campus. So that is the number one thing I've, I've recognized and it's so genuine from each of them. Definitely. And that, that's so great to hear. And I know that that's the case. And, and also Vista Del Monte has something that none of our other elementary schools have, and that is the dual immersion program. So tell everybody about that. Yeah, so the dual immersion program, it's an opportunity for us to reach out to many different students. So there are the students that may be English language learners. There is research behind um, having our English language learners immersed into uh, programs such as the dual immersion program to where they start off um, in, in kindergarten with 80% of instruction in Spanish, uh, perhaps their home language for our English learners, um, and then 20% is in English. So it gives them that opportunity to uh, better understand the language, be immersed with it. Um, and then by the time those students get into 
uh, fifth grade, then we're looking at the 50%, 50% English, 50% Spanish. So not only does it benefit our um, language for our English language learners, but it benefits any student and you know parents that are seeking their students to be proficient in um, Spanish by the end of their high school year. I know Palm Springs um, Unified is, is seeking to perhaps grow the program within the high school um, you know, in the future, but again, it, it just sets our students up to uh, be able to have that skill set of learning another language. And it does help them out. You know, we've I've seen the product of that from my previous district um, coming from a high school. I've been able to see our students that have come through a full dual immersion program and be able to demonstrate their um, you know, through the seal of biliteracy, they earn that to demonstrate their uh, fluency in Spanish. So it's a fantastic program that we can see benefit our students as they get older, as they move through um, the education. So this program starts in a transitional kindergarten and kindergarten and goes through. Now we have our first class that started at VDM in kindergarten. They're in seventh grade now. And they're at Raymond Raymond Cree continuing in the program and they will continue through high school. And it's um, it's really, I I so wish that there was a program like this when my kid, well, my kids didn't, they they went to school in the other district, but I wish that they could have experienced a program like that. I took a tour of uh, VDM and uh, Raymond Cree with the board last spring, I think it was. And we went into a classroom and I think it was a fourth grade classroom. And the teacher was, for the time we were in there, speaking Spanish and not slowly. Like, I mean, just, you know, rattling it off. And I said to the principal, well, most of these kids are Spanish speakers, right? And she said, oh no, most of these kids, look around at the faces. She goes, most of these kids didn't know any Spanish at all when they came in here. And I was just like, wow, I was a Spanish minor in college. And, you know, if you don't really live it like these kids are living it, you don't, you don't grasp it all. And I understand fairly well, but when I try to speak, uh, you know, it's, it's really pretty pathetic and I'm embarrassed to even try. (laughs) I mean, I get by when we go to Mexico, but it takes me a long time and I'm nervous about it. And these kids were just answering the teacher like it was their native language. And I was just blown away. And how great to live in California and have that that talent and that knowledge and they're not only learning to speak but they can read and write in the Mm -hmm. in both languages too so if if you are a parent listening and would like to have your child uh be involved in this program we the board is very interested in expanding it to another site but until that happens we are an open enrollment district and um i think we even do transport kids from a couple of the other schools like there's a bus that comes from desert hot springs and there's a bus that comes from cathedral city and you don't have to live in the vista del Monte geographic area you can be a part of this program and so um just contact our english language department ell department or you can contact jamie i'm sure and she can give you information about that and plus watch for um you know, in the spring, we'll be recruiting for next year's classes. So uh, it's a a fabulous program. 
Um, so what are your goals for VDM for this year and beyond? So our goals right now, we're looking at kind of just going back to growing our culture and climate on campus, you know, setting, going back to setting our expectations, keeping communication open um, and transparent and making sure we have that opportunity to open our doors to our families to increase that parent involvement. Uh, we recently had an assembly, awards assembly, um, and so we're seeking starting February to start going to monthly assemblies again to, again, acknowledge our students. So again, just truly grow Growing our positive culture and climate within the campus, uh, you know, making sure our our pride to be, you know, Mustangs at Vista Del Monte being visible throughout the campus, um, and really just getting our students and families connected, um, you know, to you know, at the end of the day, increase our attendance and and have our students present because that's important. We want our students to be in attendance in those seats uh, and and experience, you know, instruction and all of the other pieces that create that Vista Del Monte culture on campus. So truly that culture and climate piece is, is huge. And of course the instruction. You know, I speaking of attendance, it's, uh, it's attendance of course, when we first came back from COVID was awful. And we had hoped that by now we would be back to, you know, our, we were in, you know, 93, 94% as a district maybe even a little higher than that. Um, and we're not, you know, we're barely getting to 90. And it's, who suffers from that? The kids, mm -hmm. you know, you, you really have to be in school. I mean, there were, there were some kids that thrived in the virtual environment and they are probably now enrolled in our virtual school, which came out of this and it's a great thing, but it's not for most kids. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you, you gotta be, wired a certain way and most most kids are not you need the you need the interaction with a teacher you know in person you need the interaction with your classmates mm -hmm. and working collaboratively and all of that that's that's something that you know for most kids if they don't have that they suffer and a lot of our kids have suffered and we need them to be back in school <laughs> yes here <laughs> here come back yes. um so, you know, we're working, I know every site is working on it, all our community liaisons are working on it, and student services is working on it, and we just, um, I think there's probably still a fear factor, and let's face it, there is still a lot of sickness going around, and it's not just COVID, although COVID's still here, um, but you know, there's flu and there's RSV and every, then there's people who get sick and don't know what the heck they are. So it's like, you know, we are wrestling with that too, especially after the holidays. And um, it's rough because, you know, we kind of used to say, um, you know, if you have a sniffle, come to school anyway. And now we're not saying that anymore yeah. because you don't want to spread something, you know, without knowing for sure. But if you have a sniffle and you test for COVID and you know you don't have the flu and you maybe it's okay to come to school with the sniffle, you know? Um, <laughs> but, you know, as a parent and, and as a school district administrators, teachers, staff, we all have to be very vigilant because we certainly don't. The most important thing is to keep everybody healthy and safe. Absolutely. So. But the second most important thing is to get every all the butts in the seats so that <laughs> our kids can learn. Yeah, absolutely. Finding that balance and, and just making right. sure, you know, our students know they're welcome back when they're ready to come back. 
Exactly. So before we run out of time, one more question. So your future plans down the line, if you know what they might be, like what comes next for you? And also, what would you like your legacy to be when you retire many years from now? Because you look like you're like 25. <laughs> well, I appreciate that comment. Thank you. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. So thinking about, you know, what would be next for me, I truly see myself here at Vista Del Monte for, for many years and wanting to build the school, grow the school um, and the programs here and, and continue to work and with the staff here and really kind of establish myself within um, the school staff and then the community as well. Uh, looking later down the line, you know, I, I truly enjoy Palm Springs Unified. I um, applaud what you know they stand for and and the core values that Palm Springs Unified has embedded and has been very you know prideful of so I see myself continuing with Palm Springs and and seeking and and just kind of seeing where where the wind takes me <laughs> but, that's, that's wonderful and yeah well, I do how see my you, commitment here when you retire 100 years from now how would do you want to be remembered so how would I want to be, I would like to be remembered as somebody that, that, you know, I genuinely do care for our staff and our students and somebody that, you know, at the end of the day, I want our students to be able to smile and have fun and our staff too, um, and, and be able to know that, you know what, they had great positive memories and they, they learned quite a bit and they were able to genuinely interact with our staff and, you know, those pieces. So uh, again, the legacy would be knowing that, you know, I do feel like I have a genuine heart for our students. Beautifully said, and welcome again to our Palm Springs Unified family. We'll have you back to give an update pretty soon. Thank you all for joining us. If you learn something new every day, a new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look, be learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks again, Jamie. Thank you to Danica, Raymond, and Cynthia, and we will see you next week.